one of the, the biggest challenges Kirby Smart has as a football coach will come taking a 7-5 team to Memphis to play in a bowl game that the fan base is not that jazzed about. Yeah. So a lot has happened for Georgia and in the college football world since our last episode. The playoff teams are set with Alabama facing off against Washington in one semifinal and Ohio State and Clemson in the other. Uh, definitely not as high profile, but important to us and our listeners, of course. The Dogs at 7-5 and five are set to play a 6-6 six and six TCU team at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Sure, it's the Liberty Bowl, but a rare matchup versus a Big 12 team is definitely a welcome change compared to the typical ACC or Big Ten matchup that we've seen recently. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 73 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This episode is very special to Will, Tony, and me. Why, you might ask? Well, the three of us were invited to record our show on location at the new Tailgate Georgia store in downtown Athens. If you're anything like the three of us, you'll often find yourself wanting to update your Georgia Bulldog wardrobe. Not only can Tailgate Georgia supply you with shirts, hats, sweats, and even shoes, but they specialize in carrying a unique vintage style of apparel. Where else can you find shirts with three or four different versions of the older Georgia Bulldog logo design? I personally picked up the shirt that says 1943 Rose Bowl Champions on it. Tailgate Georgia is located at 279 East Broad Street in the heart of downtown Athens. And for those of you familiar, it's where Harry Bissett's and Nona used to be, and the decor alone will make you want to stop and take pictures of the memorabilia as you shop for your latest gear. So, without any further ado, let's get into the show. Here's Will to kick us off. We are here at Tailgate, Georgia on Broad Street in downtown Athens. I'm here with Chantel. Hey, uh, how's it going? Good. Welcome. I could not be more late. I'm here with the crew. This could not come as a better time for me to be here with you because... I've literally done no Christmas shopping oh, at all, okay, and timing. I could get everything here. Thank, you guys have posted this here. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Uh, I, one of the things I love about the store every, every time I've come in and, and walked by is I love that, like, you come in here and, listen, you know, I'm, I'm new. They're always mocking me here because I'm the Yankee. Oh, I'm the okay. guy from, and by Yankee, I mean from Southern Illinois, right. by the way. It's still above the Mason Yeah, as I'm from Connecticut or That's something. like being from Southern New York. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I sure, sure, people from Chicago do not consider me a Yankee. But for me, you know, there's always seemed to be a little bit of a sameness. Uh, you know, I I'm so, I don't have the decades of buying stuff right. that you guys all have. Right. So it's always been kind of a sameness for me to kind of go around and see, oh yeah, there's, there's, the, there's the G logo I see all the time. And one of the many things I love about your store, you have like so many things that I have never seen anywhere I know, before. I so know. Where, where, I'm know. curious, just the mindset of where did you come, like where did this... Okay. Where did the idea come from, and where are you finding all this stuff? All right. Well, um, Tailgate was actually originally started in 1997 by Todd Snyder and Steve King. Um, they're actually originally from Iowa. All so, right. yes. Fellow <laughs> Yankees. Yes. Did they get a 44-year contract extension for winning seven games? No. 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 no, no. Yes, yes. So there are four stores. The first one is Iowa City. Um, the second one is Madison, Wisconsin. The third one just opened up in Knoxville. It's on Tennessee, the Vols. And then we're the fourth store. We just opened here in November. So we are so excited to be here in downtown Athens. The location is amazing. Um, Is this this the former Harry Bissett's? It is. I've been here before. Yes, Yes. and Nona's. I know. Y'all did a great job repurposing it. I mean, it looks fantastic. Forgive me, uh, Yankee guy. What was Harry Bissett's before? It was always Harry Bissett's. I know. Well, well, um, I literally don't know what was, this place is. It was a New Orleans-themed uh, uh, restaurant that was probably like the go-to nice date place when I was in college. Yep, same okay. here. Right? Okay. Yes. Um, it's kind of interesting being in here in the daylight and, um, <laughs> the, the without stuff. the bar. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No bar. So, they scraped everything off the walls. And that one, that one and, guy uh, was always the regular nice. right down at the end. That's right. He was there. always there. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, like, so, cause I'm curious, like one of the things I like about this place so much is everything is a little different. There's so many, and like even the decorations here, like I was, I was, I was asking you earlier, yes, they have this awesome Georgia nesting doll and uh, yes. it's not for sale, by the way, you can't have it. But like, that's the kind of, like to me, you know, I go to some other places and it's just the same official stuff and some of it's fine, no, but like. Uh, so we want to keep everything authentic. Yeah. So, um, the a team at tailgate has done an amazing job. Um, Lynn store is actually the one who goes around and finds all these amazing things from the scoreboard to, you know, getting the graphics and everything. There's been a lot of hard work and dedication in the store to keep the old 
town. We want to keep, you know, everything of the building and the heritage and everything. But here at Tailgate, we sell our college-branded T-shirts with an emphasis on quality. Our goal is to have our men's and women's shirt with a better fabric and better fits. So as you can see around, we've um, they've created, you know, some amazing shirts that say, like, hunker down, Mm -hmm. hairy dogs, um, between the hedges. Um, And then we also have some of the old-school graphics that UGA has actually released to let us use. So so you had to, like, go through them. You had to, like, run and buy them, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Georgia just doesn't. <laughs> they don't just anybody. toss it around. I love, I, go ahead, Tony. I was about to say, if uh, if you remember some of the old, old stuff, I mean, I see at least four iterations of the Georgia Bulldog, including the one that was used in 1980. And I think the one over here, at, right as you come in the door at the top on the right, that looks like probably the 50s version. Yes. Uh, and yeah. It's just really cool that's stuff That's the one here. where he's punching uh, the Georgia Tech guy in the mouth. Oh, yeah. that's right. It is from, yeah. the, from yeah. the, um, the program cover. That's right. Yeah. I think that looks like a couple yeah, relatives. Yeah, we even have it. some Teletech uh, beer cans back here, too. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm very partial to the Georgia 1943 Rose Bowl championship shirt. I've, I've actually purchased one already for a Christmas gift. No. So... Dad, I hope you're not listening. Um, <laughs> oh, gonna, I'm sure he isn't. <laughs> I'm, he probably uh, isn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like a shirt that reminds. I think Georgia has actually won a Rose Bowl since Illinois has, or it's at least very close. Uh, so, considering we have the are in the conference of the Rose Bowl, and to me, you know, one of the things I think is key that you kind of touched on earlier. This is we are right downtown right now. Yes, you know, we are right here in the heart of it. Yeah, and like for me, that is an imp- important idea because I mean, listen, I have small children, so downtown is a place I see for parades. <laughs> but eventually, uh, once they get a little older and are able to take care of themselves longer than five to ten seconds, this is the ideal spot. And you guys open, you guys open like just very recently, like in the last like yes, month and a half. Yes, November eleventh, right? yeah. we opened Auburn weekend. Yep, Auburn weekend. That was a good weekend. To open. <laughs> yes, yeah. Should have. <laughs> that was good. We won. That was great. No, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> But honestly, I couldn't be happy. I'm so glad that, that you would have us here and let us do this. Oh, and let us absolutely. have a good time. And, yeah, uh, you'll also have to check out um, back there towards the middle of the store. We have our local tea table. So yeah, what I've we do that. is we partner with you know some local establishments. We have Terrapin, Jittery Joe's, Forty Watt, Butt Hut, Blind Pig. I mean, there's a few more to choose from back there. And actually, a percentage of our sales goes back to help support. Oh, cool! So um, shop local. Those, shop local. Yes, oh, cool! Yes, yes. definitely. Um, this money's no. coming here, not to Iowa. At least not no, all of it. No. No, it stays here. It stays here. God knows Kurt Prince needs it. We need the Midwest. It's a tough place. At Tailgate, we we value the communities that we live in and want to give back to those communities. But everyone will have to go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and search Tailgate Georgia and follow us about all of our local like events and stuff that we have going on in store or other things that we're doing in the community to help support. Um, But our next event, Mm -hmm. if I can tell you all about, please, please, um, we're going to actually close the store down. It's on Friday the 16th from 6 to 8. Um, we're doing tailgate for a cause to benefit the Athens Area Humane Society. The event is December 16th from 6 to 8. It's a private shopping event. Mama's Boy is going to be here catering. Ooh, wow. They are donating their services that night. And there will be adorable little puppies up, up for adoption. And then a percentage of our sales that night are actually going to go back to Athens Humane Society. And the so. good thing is Will needs a dog. Oh, yeah. you do? <laughs> no, I do not need a dog. I can barely uh, take care of uh, I can't get the, the humans I have to poop where I want them to. So <laughs> I can't get a dog to do it. So that event, so as you said, it was a private event. Yes. So, like, do how, we get, how like, would you how get tickets? How so if you go and like us on Facebook or okay. follow us on Instagram or any of that, um, we'll have information for oh. how you can attend. So that's actually very easy. Yeah, absolutely. I never get into private events. They never let oh. me in those. Well, you're so invited. this is a great one. Yes, awesome. Thank in. you. And the date on that is? December 16th. So okay. it's next Friday from okay. 6 to 8 p.m. All right. So that sounds, I gotta say, that sounds like a good time for It me. does sound like a good time. Especially uh, right here downtown. I mean, you can kind of drop in, drop out, I guess. Uh, is it, or is it yeah, just absolutely. completely? Yeah, Come in, get some mama's boy. Pet a dog. Come in. Get some food. Eat some mama's take, boy. Get a puppy. Yes. Get a, get a puppy, puppy with not, a sweatshirt and... Yeah. Well, uh, Chantel, thank you for letting us come Absolutely. by here. We're gonna we're, we are going to uh, uh, fill your and the listeners' ears with our usual nonsense now. But uh, in all honesty, we, we can't thank you enough for letting Absolutely. us come. Absolutely, anytime. Thank you. Okay, so uh, so there we I go. Have a bone to pick with that. This is not the usual nonsense. This is on the road nonsense. Yeah, we are we are so much more well behaved. Oh yes, I have to say there's so much less bourbon in my system right now. Yeah, <laughs> so we might not actually know what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Will is like it, it's it's like 
like uh, like on The Simpsons when the drunk uh, uh, isn't drinking. All of a sudden, I have like these great insights on Georgia football because I don't have uh, and I'm an astronaut. Anyway, Chantel, thank you for letting us uh, come by here. Everyone, make sure to come by. Yes, uh, definitely. I've, on a regular basis. I've been in the store probably four or five times already. I've purchased a couple of items. They're T-shirts. Not only are they the old school logo that you can't find probably at the bookstore or some other local Athens paraphernalia places, but it's the it's the type of T-shirt you want to wear. Uh, and I don't say that flippantly. I'm, I'm saying that it's the type of T-shirt that almost it's that soft touch T-shirt that I guess it's kind of like American Eagle T-shirt. Uh, so we have partnered with American Eagle. Um, okay. It's actually Tailgate brand. We've partnered with American Eagle because they're the number one leading brand in denim, so we can carry them in our store. And then we've also we've got other things. We've got New Balance. We've got Vans. We've got Swell and other you know third party things featured in our store and, as well. And, and tell me about that baseball back there, Will. You need to check this oh, thing out. It is one of the coolest so things I've seen. Mitchell Bat Company. I saw that back yes, there. Yes. So they're all you'll have to check them out on social media mm. as well um, but they're it's amazing we also have leatherhead we have some mm. of the footballs and the baseballs as uh, well we're gonna hopefully podcast long enough to where you uh, fall asleep and are bored and then we can uh, <laughs> then we can just uh, uh, take pictures of everything and uh, figure out what we're gonna uh, have an ocean's 11 type heist in the next uh, couple yes weeks. so we're not I will pay for everything I'm just kidding I don't know <laughs> if I can segue from ocean's 11 because George is gonna be playing their bowl game in a landlocked city oh, although true. it is on the banks of the Mississippi so no no, no. you get easy casinos okay casinos yeah. there also, we go Las Vegas <laughs> is landlocked is Las Vegas <laughs> Memphis is <laughs> Not that's at all like Las Vegas. <laughs> that's where they steal in Ocean's Eleven. Yes, so uh, Georgia was selected yes- okay. First yesterday. Off, thank you, thank to you, Chantel. Chantel. Thank you. Thank she you. is now, she's like, yeah, I am listening to these so yokels. This. <laughs> so um, thank you for, for coming by. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, Georgia was uh, yesterday. I don't know if you heard that bus go by, but uh, we w- you will hear some traffic outside because we're right by the door of this establishment. So the Liberty Bowl, the mm-hmm. AutoZone Liberty Bowl yes. against... TCU, I guess you could call it maybe the disappointing season matchup because TCU was a double-digit win team last year, as was Georgia, and they're six and six, and Georgia's seven and five. And so, you know, what do you think the matchup looks like? Tony? Have you have you had a chance to check it out yet? Well, or? I've looked at a couple things. I mean, I don't think TCU's season's a lot like ours. They came in the season thinking they had. I think theirs might be a little bit more disappointing. Well, uh, I didn't see anybody picking Georgia to make the playoff this year. <laughs> right, and well, there were people that were picking TCU to make the playoff. Right, and what I was about to say is they they had a couple of questions on the in offense that turned out to be pretty big questions at the in the end. They lost a couple of games. They had no business losing. Right. Um, they just got wiped up their last game uh, last but, week against Kansas, Kansas State. State. Uh, and it's going to take nothing away from Kansas State, but they just they looked like they were completely uninterested. I watched <laughs> just a little bit of that game. Were you like, scouting them? Well, no, not really. It's just I happen to have it on. Yeah. And um, it's like, ooh, TCU looks not great. And that's kind of the Kansas State thing, right? Like they're the team that always shows up and is always very disciplined. And if you're not there – like right. that, that speaks right. to motivation, right? I right. mean, that's also you know that's a Bill Snyder. I right. mean, Bill Snyder hallmark is he will absolutely bore you to death uh, <laughs> with their offense, and, and if you're not do. into it, you'll get crushed. And that's right. And they see you know they're throwing an 80 yard bomb, and he somehow is is jumping up and down at right. 84 years old. Oh, um, but well, he's was he really he's, jumping he's tip, up and down? He, he's tiptoeing, oh, exactly. and uh, he well, he stood up. Off he's his, bouncing on the tennis balls on the his, end of the walker. His little, <laughs> his little, his, his little rascal. And um, so, I think I think the probably the key is not having. I'm going to do a deep dive. And a couple of things that stand out is that while we opened a two and a half point favorite, Bill Conley's got this game a seven point TCU win really? in S&P Plus. Yeah, I mean they're they're ranked in the 40s, uh, both offensively and defensive in his matrices. They lost a couple of games, like I said, they had no business losing where they put up um, where they put up you know 71 or two or three uh, percent against a team they they lost to. They did that against Arkansas earlier in the season. Uh, they did that. I want to say against. Texas Tech, uh, maybe I don't. Maybe mm-hmm. that Texas Tech. I think game, their last one was Texas, right? Texas, the Charlie, yeah, the Charlie yeah. Strong yeah. kind of funny like fact. You mentioned it. Texas Tech. I saw a tweet today. I, I can't give somebody credit. I don't know who said it, but they lead the nation in offense. And our last in the nation in defense. That sounds. You know, and the funny thing <laughs> That's is, Big Twelve for you right there. Well, but we're talking about Gary Patterson. That, yeah. it, that there was a significant portion of Georgia fans that would have. Yes, actually given their right arm to have Gary Patterson's head coach. Right. Uh, and it brings up an interesting point because he's a defensive coach. Yes. right? And they, they have a, for a long time played really an attacking, aggressive defense. They've been the one program in the Big 12 
that plays pretty close to what you consider to be an defense. SEC defense. Right. Now, I am not one that's going to buy into the whole, you know, uh, offenses, defenses, and conferences. But you know th- the way they play offense and is different in the Big Twelve than the way we play offense in the SEC. The way they play defense and that has everything to do with the fact that the offenses they're facing uh, is different. But for a long time, TCU's defense very much was what you would expect to see out of an SEC team. You know they run a lot of four four three or breakdown into five two. They'll bring that mic up over the top and, and try to really jam you up and make you if you want to try. To run the ball up in the middle against them you uh this a lot of tough sled and that's all to say that that wasn't the case this season so um you know i, I think it's interesting I, I saw some people online and twitter particularly it's like oh i'm not i'm gonna right. protest by not watching the game that's fine you can Wait, protest, protest because they're, they're dumb. disappointed and um because what? people are dumb will that's like, I, and honestly like I, i'm sorry maybe i'm just missing what look explain to me the it's protest a good again. it's a good matchup we're not playing nebraska if you again. want to and i was going to actually i was coming i'm looping back to what you about say look if you want to not watch the game fine that is absolutely your prerogative it's a noon kickoff on the 29th and that's 30th fine. 30th 30th whenever it is it's still a noon kickoff uh that part i got right um and that's fine don't watch the game but don't encourage other people not to watch it that's I, just dumb i'm sorry i don't understand what the goal is what's the goal of protesting it's not the sugar bowls therefore we should not be interested it is i'm going to throw my sucker in the dirt because i didn't get what i so richly deserve Honestly, and this is so, the type of bleep oh, that ruins programs right. i'm telling you I, exactly I don't disagree the type of thing that does it yeah but, but i'm sorry i really want to like i don't i don't get it i don't get it like, and, why are people so mad because like is it just the Georgia Tech loss because if they win that Georgia Tech game, they're eight and four. We're all very there happy. No, they're there playing is nothing like Minnesota different. and Nashville or something. Yeah, Look, a, who cares? It's like right. not a different game at all. So what are they? And again, we talked going into the Georgia Tech game about how excited we would be if they uh, heading out eight and four after things appeared to be like. I get it. I get it. If the way that this looked in the second quarter against Kentucky kept going, mm-hmm. right. but it didn't. Right. So. Are they just protesting the fourth quarter against Georgia Tech, or are they just whiny brats? I, I lean towards the second one. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the point about it to me but what, is that— But what change do they want to affect? Well, we they want to go back and beat Nichols by 50, and they want to go back and beat Vanderbilt by 50, and they want to go back and beat Tennessee by 50. In, in reality, it's, it's people who are— um, and I, I'm friends with a lot of these people that, that, that think this way, that, that they— somehow think it's beneath Georgia to play in the Liberty Bowl. That is beneath the program of our stature. A program that will fire a 10-win coach and hire a never-head coach assistant is beneath them to be in the Liberty Bowl. Now, I will 100% agree that this has been a disappointing season across the grand scheme of things. I I don't think you can argue 7-5 is a successful season. But if you were to look at things on a a little more, a little less um, super results oriented. We're in the first year of a head coaching regime. And I agree. If we are Texas and do, putting up with what Texas put up with, Charlie Strong should have been fired. Now, I, I think he should have gotten another season, but that's just me. But I understand why you fire him. If Kirby Smart's seven and five in year four, and our offensive line still looks like hot poo, and we give inexplicably give up 13 point leads two or three times, Kirby Smart's probably going to be fired. But we're in year one. Yes. I mean, I, I, it's, it's look, if we had hired Tom Herman or someone else that had come in, had been, if we had hired Nick Saban uh, in 2007, I can understand that. He had success as a head coach somewhere else. Kirby Smart learned on the job this season. And it's probably going to do it some more. And that, that showed through the season. No, am I disappointed with the way our team looked like they just kind of like gave up? About 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter Yeah that's kind of crazy to me And I think there's some stuff to talk about there But as far as unpacking why people Want to have our fans boycott the Liberty Bowl It's a horrible idea Horrible idea. That makes you look like an idiot. I'm sorry. But if you are a person that is boycotting the Liberty Bowl, you are not only stupid, you are making it worse. Well, not like, just, you're part of the problem. Well, it's not just boycotting. It's encouraging other people to yeah. do so. Well, I'm, I'm going to turn this to a happier cheer because I'm looking forward to watching the game. Me too. Um, you know, <laughs> but, but let's, be, let's be clear. I'm glad we're not playing South Florida getting dragged I, up and down the court, yeah, the, yeah, the field. I almost said court. We're going to get to that. Ab- yeah. um, <laughs> Absolutely. But one, one thing I wanted to get into was a little bit of the history of the Liberty Bowl, which I found interesting. Obviously, there's no Liberty Bell in Memphis. Right. The Liberty Bell was started in 1959 in Philadelphia, and then they moved to Memphis, 
1965, uh, and then it's it's been housed at uh, I guess they call it Liberty Bowl Stadium uh, ever since. Georgia has played in the Liberty Bowl on three separate occasions. They lost to NC State in 1967, 14 to seven. I, I don't was know. not there. I don't know who was on that team. <laughs> a 20 to 17 win in 1987 versus Arkansas. Tony might have been at that one. I, I think you were. I did assistant. not go to that game. I was a grad assistant. Oh my god, did I go to that game? I very. I came very close. To and then in 2010, losing to Central Florida. Ten to six, and yeah. of course we won't mention that game yeah. anymore yeah. because yeah. of uh, that was just that was the six and seven year. Yeah. If yeah. I may have my, if I, I, my my Illinois minute is involves the Liberty if, Bowl. If, if this is a good transition to it, then yeah. My first uh, bowl game when I was a kid that I ever watched was Illinois against Alabama in what was Bear Bryant's <laughs> last game. The game wait, that wait, killed so Bear you're Bryant. You're telling me legendary. Bear, I mean, you, legendary is too soft of a word right. to describe. It's Bear Bryant. His last coached game ever was, was against Illinois. Was against Illinois in oh the Liberty gosh. Bowl in 1984, and it's not 1984. It's 82, 83, and I was very, I was six, seven, eight years old. And to me, I was just like, "We Illinois is in a bowl game. Why are they making such a big deal out of right. the other coach? Like, and what is with his hat? It's right. like I didn't know anything about that at all. And of course, now, now, of course, that's the famous Bear Bryant's last game. But his last game was a bowl victory. Over what kind Illinois. of uniforms did Illinois wear? Uh, I'm sure it was orange just. I'm sure it was just orange and white. There was nothing, nothing crazy about it back then. Yeah, it's literally the game that killed Bear Bryant. I guess if if you're looking at a positive note, just trying to grasp at straws, just on the early statistics of what TCU brings, is that they are kind of equally as poor in the red zone, yielding 45 out of 50 trips uh, scoring drives. You know, whereas Georgia has that dubious distinction of having like 48 out of 50. Uh, scoring drive so you know they it it could be maybe offensively uh, peaked in this game I don't know I mean you know, I mean, if, if we can been, open it up, maybe we can. Yeah, this is a team that's been disappointed. They should, like, you should be able to score a little bit uh, on them. And, you know, one thing you find, you touched on this earlier, the idea like, hey, you know what? They're not playing Nebraska again. Exactly. They're not, they're like, this is an interesting it's game. It's completely interesting. It's, it's a team that you that you never play that does different things than what you're used to seeing. And is in a forget the locale, which to me is, I don't know, Liberty like Liberty Bowl is that's a very you famous the, They're staying at the Peabody. Yeah. I mean, the seems, ducks and everything, yeah. they walk down. Like, it seems like a fun, but for, more to that, this this is an interesting team to play that plays in a style that is actually a little, as you t- kind of touched on, Tony, is a little closer to the SEC than most Big 12 teams, but is still different than what we're used to seeing in the SEC. That's an interesting idea. And really, you know, listen, what are we looking at for Georgia in the years coming forward? We're going to be looking to see if Easton can open it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is a team where theoretically is a fun time to try that. This is a, the idea. And if, if the, the notion that it's more interesting if they're a bowl up and playing Minnesota or something seems quite pointless to me. This is an interesting team that had high expectations coming into the year and this is exactly the time. This is so much more interesting than another Nebraska matchup. Yeah, and Kenny Hill is likely to give Dominic Sanders an interception. Right. He's averaging a pick a game. I think he's thrown 15 for the season. And, you know, their turnover ratio is a lot less than Georgia. Georgia has been hawkish in getting turnovers, they just haven't capitalized on the turnovers. So, you know, this could be, you know, with a month to, to prepare for it. You know, although Kirby said they wouldn't get in the 15 practices uh, that they're allotted, but then he kind of couched that saying, "Hey, yeah. I won national championship at Alabama. We never practiced right, 15 right, times right, either." Right. <laughs> but it's funny because like so much of the discussion had been like, "Hey, we're going to get all these extra practices. Right. We have to make a bowl game to get that." Right. But you know, to me, that's a good. Again, we discussed this earlier about how that's like such a loser mentality. That's an Illinois mentality. Right. They're like, "Oh, we have to make a bowl game so we can have the extra 15 practices." Like, you need to be shooting higher. And I kind of liked that his response to it was not, "Oh, yeah, we need every single practice." Like maybe you don't right maybe this is we listen we have a plan and and again i I, not to get back on this but the difference between that last quarter of how people think about this season and about this bowl game is so stark it's one quarter it's one quarter it was a frustrating quarter i don't think anyone's going to argue that it wasn't but the idea that the whole notion of what this bowl game is or, or or what this team is or where all this is going based off of one very frustrating quarter seems pretty self destructive if you do attend the game, Tony, are you going? You are, yeah, are you going? I that we're in negotiations. Well, <laughs> this this might this might put you over the top because if you decide to go, you will be entertained to no end because the Commodores minus Lionel Richie are performing at halftime. Oh, really? Not Vanderbilt. Are they? Pl- are <laughs> they, are the they performing? All night long? They, they probably will. I'm no, sure they're going to. That's gonna, a Lionel Richie I'm sure song. they'll do that's a, a, I, I doubt they have uh, the rights for a Lionel Richie. They'll probably song. do a medley of some of their biggest yeah. hits. No like, dancing uh, on the ceiling. That's all no, that, they that's, 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 that's what made the joke. 
you probably won't hear that. But um, so well, she is a brick house. Okay, I'm okay, done. okay. Is this but, like is this like when Jeopardy uh, when, when Journey doesn't Jeopardy when Journey doesn't have Steve Perry? It's like when Journey doesn't Perry. have Randy Jackson, yes. right? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and, and one final bit as we kind of close up this, and, and of course, podcast listeners, we will be doing an in depth. Oh yeah, we're going to uh, talk this one today. Preview yeah. uh, as we get closer to the bowl game. But I always find this this interesting, you know, because the students or the student athletes are allowed to get bowl swag. When they go to these bowl games, oh, you got, of course you got the swag list. The bowls, awesome. of course, Scott has the swag. Of course, yeah. he does. The Good bowls job. are allowed to give them up to five hundred fifty dollars worth of swag, up to a, with a, up to one hundred twenty-five of their participants. Each individual is going to get a Bass Pro shopping trip, and they, and they don't laugh. This ain't this isn't like your Bass Pro. No, the world's largest Bass Pro. No, it's the world's largest Bass Pro shop. It's, it's in the pyramid. It's in the pyramid. It is the pyramid, actually. Now, I've right? actually seen a Dude Perfect video where they spent the night in there and just wreaked all kinds of trouble. Havoc. havoc. Is that how you put it? Is that correct English? Wreaked um, havoc. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. better um, than. So, so yeah, they get a they get a Bass Bass Pro shopping trip. Oculus Pro Team HD binoculars. A bull of a watch, which makes me sound like I'm listening to the Braves game because they're always giving bull of a watches <laughs> away. Uh, a pair of Nikes, some sports sandals. That sounds like something you'd wear. What are sports sandals? I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it sounds like you'd wear it. It's supposed to have extra medium. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they're getting a backpack. Okay. Which probably it'll say Liberty Bowl or AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Sunglasses and a football. Like they need a football, but they're going to get a football. Well, okay. Yeah. Listen, it's nice to see that a bowl game allows a player to actually get some goods and services for his <laughs> his labor. So, <laughs> which yeah, is I'm which is a topic for another podcast. Yes, right. it is. Yes, so it is. now that we've kind of touched on that, I would like to obviously the college ball playoff selection happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as much controversy. Maybe I just didn't read it, but there yeah. wasn't as much controversy as I thought there would be because you know it's Alabama first, uh, Ohio. State, no, Clemson second. second, second right. Ohio State third, and then Washington, I guess, is the one wild card. Right. Uh, what are y'all's initial thoughts? Should it have been Penn State instead of Ohio State or Penn State instead of Washington, or did they get it right? I, I have a theory as to why people are there's not a lot of controversy. Nobody wants to hear Penn State whine about anything, ever. <laughs> In all honesty. But, and like, the, Penn State has the best argument, but no one wants to hear Penn State be like, oh, woe is us. Oh, we can't catch a break. This is a horrible thing that's happened to right. us. So my theory is that while Penn State is a nice story. If that were Michigan, that were in the exact same situation, we might be talking about something different. Or, or Wisconsin. Right? Yeah, right, right. Although, I don't know. I think being both from the Big Ten, I don't know. It's just, here's the thing about this. is that you can't for three seasons or two seasons say, well, conference champions are one of the biggest things we look at. And then turn around, it's like, well, it's not this time. Because, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. That's, but, you know, the fact that it came from the same conference, and I think there's some Penn State factor. And, I, you know, anybody, if you listen to this podcast, I don't like saying things nice things about little Jamie Franklin, but he handled it really well. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly well for James Franklin. I so Yeah, I don't quite understand the idea – I know that they've said they've been a little inconsistent about whether or not conference championships matter or whether they don't. But, like, the leagues are the ones that set up the conference championship games. The idea that we're just supposed to somehow, like, they set up the divisions, they set up the conference championship right. games. The idea that, sorry, but if you couldn't come up with a scenario that allowed Ohio State to play in the conference championship game, even though they're quite obviously not the best team, clearly the, the team that has deserved to be in that spot, that's not the pan. That's not Condoleezza's, Condoleezza Rice's fault. No. That well, is the Big Ten's fault. I mean, my, my take on this is that, you know, I've long agitated for going back to the old bowl season, let old bowl, bowl system. Let it all Let's just Let's, you know what? Let's, let's have three national champions. I'm fine with that. And, you know, I, I don't accept BYU's national championship because, frankly, they played a Western Michigan schedule. No one's mad about Western Michigan not making it. And so, you know, that's that's fine. I mean, as long as we're – I don't think we have to be clear. And I actually don't think it behooves the college football playoff to be clear what puts a team in because, let's be clear, any publicity is good publicity, and people have been talking about this ad nauseum. And ESPN's gotten what they want out of. They've gotten, what, five times an hour and a half of content on a Tuesday night where people talked about college football on Tuesday nights. Right. And they were able to do a half hour of filler programming before they – like there was some dude in the, sitting in the producer's chair just being like, here's what I mean. Did you, like, did you, was, did you notice how long they took just to announce Washington? Yeah. It, it it was, was, yeah. It was, it was, that's what they do. Uh, to me, you know, if there's one good thing, I don't think – I this year was not – quite controversial enough to get us to where, to where I want us to go to get us to eight. Well, you, oh. You've mentioned this to me. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm, I'm on the fence. Tony's against it, and you're yeah. kind of for eight. So what is your argument 
for eight, and how would you do it? Well, first, there's a practical argument. It's obviously going to make more money. Okay. <laughs> like, obviously. Like, there's no... It's difficult to find an argument. Uh, from a fan perspective, uh, uh, sure, we can make the player... <laughs> Bill Hancock and Jim Delaney just got beep, and on their beep, and their yeah. stuff got beep. <laughs> uh, the, the, to me, the only downside... Uh, we'll get into some more upsides. The only downside is the fact that it's difficult for students. <laughs> no. <laughs> they totally but they care about that. swag they get. Yeah, they totally care about that. To me, the, the it sets up, just from a fan side, the idea that to add the extra week to get the first four games at home campuses. That's on the, campuses, that is that's just a gorgeous thing across the board. Because could you imagine if Georgia were in that and hosting? Oh, and there would be UCLA, no question. USC. Yeah. There, there'd be difficult. You know, there, there'd be some problems getting it all together. I think that there's no question. Be, there'd be some difficulty. But when you add that, uh, Matt Brown, uh, not the Matt Brown from SB Nation, the Matt Brown for Sports on Earth, yes. uh, wrote. I thought a very solid argument for the eight, for the eight, and uh, for the eight, and putting up a, a way that would work. His argument is because right now, whatever we might say about Western Michigan, it's still weird that half of college football can go undefeated and not even get the chance to play for the championship. So if it is eight, are you saying that Western Michigan would have been would have been included in they that? get the eight spot the uh, whoever the group of the, right. the group of five you that team winner shot. they yeah. get the eight spot and, and i'm actually fine with i i don't i don't want to go to eight um i, I could you go to six the conferences six is an idea have, a, have two buys yeah but the conference the conferences aren't going to give up their conference championship game because that's money the conferences actually get now college football as a whole gets more money with with eight teams although you really you really you know, start tugging at me when you start talking about the campus sites for the first round um and you could i could even envision a way where you do that where basically everybody gets that gets one more game. Uh, now I think the coaches will probably have a fit over that until you tell them, well, you get more practices out of your players. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Can, you get to work them more. You not, get to work them more and yell at them more yeah. and not, and they still don't get racist. So, um, you know, I, I can see, I can see an argument. Uh, the, the downside argument to me is that there are people going to roll their eyes at this and will make roll their eyes at College football, at least for the time being, still has a little bit of a unique place where, Regular season games matter a lot more than they would even in the NFL where you get – how many teams now? 16 teams? That's 12 teams. 12 teams. Uh, so that is more than a third yeah. of the, the entire league gets more in. Uh, baseball, they play 162 games, which is fine. And, you know, I think – I hope we've reached our max on baseball playoffs, and that might be heretical to say, but I hope we have because it's frankly – a month of baseball playoffs is a lot, and I'm not. Well, I can't imagine how you put up with it, but uh, well, as long as the Cubs don't win the World Series, I'm fine with it. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wait, what? And <laughs> we need to talk. And um, but so you know, NHL, what half the teams make it? NBA, that's right. it's. But three that's never going to happen in football. Like, like well, you said, now going to have to eight. Now you're talking eight out of the college. Question. College basketball. College basketball coaches want to go to '96 because making a tournament is like the thing they get to go to. For negotiations, or uh, when a for most programs, now there's some programs that just making the term is not good enough, Illinois. And um, there, are, but there are some programs where making it's enough. You go to 96, and suddenly it's like okay, 96. It used to be that right. way with bowl games, right? It's, well, yeah, there were, now there were there's 15, 80 bowl There were 15 slots. bowl games, right? You were 30 teams make a bowl, and that meant something. Now right. there's. 80 bowl slots and in a five and seven. But that hasn't hurt regular season. People are still. Well, no, I, that's, and that's I think, I'm willing to say, but that, and now a five and seven Mississippi State gets in because of APR. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a shock. Think about that. Think about that. Think about that. The thing that it would worry me about an eight team playoff would that basically the SEC championship game wouldn't have mattered. It barely mattered this year. If it, Alabama it had lost, it absolutely did not matter. They'd still be year. in it. So, yeah. I mean, it, it would then further add two more potential uh, conference championship games where that doesn't really matter. Well, I mean, honestly, look at the, like, yeah, the SEC didn't matter. The Big Ten, we see, did not matter. Did not matter. Uh, and the only way that the Pac-10 Pac- mattered was... The ACC probably the mattered. The ACC, but only because it's not like Virginia Tech would have gotten in right. if they'd have won. Right. It's just that Clemson could have lost it. The yeah. same way that maybe Colorado could have gotten in, right. probably not. So no, I, really, think, I think if Colorado or Virginia Tech wins, you end up with Penn State. Right. Mm-hmm. And or Michigan. And or Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and to me, that's that that already has devalued the conference championship games because there's now a huge benefit for a team like Michigan or a team like Penn State right. to not actually be in that game. Right. Well, the four teams... Uh, well, Ohio State, excuse me. Yeah, and the four teams that are playing, of course, it's going to be Bama versus Washington in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Bama opened up an 11-point favorite and has already been moved up to a 14. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure it'll stay there either. Right. It might go up to 15 or something. They have faced each other four times. 
Uh, Alabama is 4-0, no shock there. Uh, obviously, they've played in the Rose Bowl. They've played a home-and-home in, in Tuscaloosa and Seattle, and then they played in the Sun Bowl as well. Uh, Clemson is 2-0 versus Ohio State. They played in the Gator Bowl and the Orange Bowl. And if you think back to that Gator Bowl, that was the 1978 Gator Bowl. That was Woody Hayes' last game and the famous – punch where he chart he, 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 punched, he punched Danny Ford Did no, he, he punched Danny Ford he punched Charlie Bowman but it was Danny Ford's very first game coaching because Charlie Pell had just left can I punch Danny Ford I'm sure I'm sure he would probably punch you back but like that kangaroo did you see that kangaroo <laughs> yeah, you uh, video that kangaroo video was pretty awesome yeah. <laughs> so so basically uh Clemson is 2-0 and versus Ohio State not that this matters but the history with uh both teams is kind of one-sided on yeah. both yeah. Um, and and then uh, also Ohio State's favored by three and a half in the Fiesta Bowl over Clemson. That game looks fascinating. That it game does. looks really fun because you know I know the Clemson at Pittsburgh loss was a rough one. They have not looked like they did last year, just mm-hmm. generally. But man, I have to say that game was fantastic last year. If we got an Alabama Clemson uh, rematch, I wouldn't be. A, I wouldn't have a problem. No, not at all. Wait a minute, Pitt beat Clemson. So you mean? Pitt beat Clemson, and also Pitt kept Penn State out of the national championship. Mm, absolutely. Clouds. Where are they going bowling? They're they're Northwestern against in the pinstripe bowl. Are you sure? Because it feels like they should be playing in Birmingham, like <laughs> they always do. <laughs> well, you know who does play in Birmingham all the time is Will Muschamp. Yeah. <laughs> it's his third year in a row. But he he I read something that he's never actually coached that game because he was moving on to another job. Yes, he's got we, we have time. He's got the game. That's right. We still have time. That's right. I guess is that a good enough kind of skimming yeah, the surface? I think that's enough. Yeah. On we, that. We got um, okay, well then, we've got the Heisman vote coming up on Saturday, and you know, a couple, what, three or four weeks ago, it was Lamar Jackson, hands down, the biggest win ever. I kind of feel like he's still going to win it. It's just going to not yeah. feel as certain. Uh, who else do you think gets the invite? I know they're announcing it tonight. The Commodore too. What? <laughs> who gets the invite? It definitely feels like an uninspiring year across the board. With the I've, I've, There's been no. I've cared up. the less of. I've, this is the least I've ever cared about yeah. the husband. Right. And it's also it's the fact. And it's that, not because the person. It's just there's no drama. Yeah. Also because like he's oh. probably going to win, but he's not been great for like a month. No. Right. And and he was just so far ahead at that point. Right. That you, you really couldn't fall. <laughs> really couldn't fall back uh, uh, quite enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe Jake Browning can sneak in there. Um, probably not. I don't see him making it now. I think about it, Jake. Brown, there's no way he's making it. What, the, what about uh, Jabril Peppers? Maybe Watson again? <sighs> yeah, Watson, I think, will be there. Yeah. You know who uh, should be there is Ruben Foster for Alabama. Uh, maybe. I mean, is, if they were going to look at a defensive player. I mean, they're not, if they, why, why even pretend? If you're not going to give it to, to Sue, I mean, just why even? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not trying to be funny. That's right. kind of where I stopped caring about the husband. Right. Right. It stopped being the best player in the sport and started being the most flashy player. The right. one well, like the, the Eric Crouch Award that he got back when he won it for Nebraska, the, right. the Lifetime Achievement Award. Well, okay. Or yeah, yeah. He could have gone to or Tennessee. Tom maybe. Tebow getting invited seven times. <laughs> That's right. I'm pretty sure Tebow is going to be a finalist this year. Yeah. Nothing. I think uh, you're right. Like there does see. And listen, to be honest, I think this is probably a positive correction. We've always gotten way too excited about the Heisman. Like the Heisman yeah, is just the best player in college football, but we we treat it as if it is this rarefied. You know, I wonder if part of it too is you know it used to be the downtown athletic club. Uh, in downtown New That's York. a good point. And it was always like this special thing. And the idea, like, there was never any college football stuff in New York. And it was always right down. Right. Of course, now it's not there anymore because the building was destroyed in 9 11. And it, I feel like part of the mystique of it has been lost a little bit since that time, if yeah. you, to be entirely honest. Yeah. And I think it's probably for the best because I think we've freaked out too much about the, about, about the Heisman Trophy in the past. Yeah, I think that's that's probably right. I mean, trust me, I wanted Nick Chubb to win it. But, sure. um, and I would be extremely excited about it if Nick Chubb were to be in the running for a finalist. And if you know Elijah Holyfield is in two years, right. great. I'll think it's the greatest thing again. Or Jacob Beeson. Maybe we'll have two people invited. Um, and also Roquan Smith. We, we, we could be first on the, a sweep of the finals. <laughs> I love it. Um, Good, that's awesome. You heard it here first. Yeah, heard it here first so, so. There, there's gonna be but I, i'm good on the fine i'm good on the heisman we've some okay we'll say yeah, yeah i'm, I'm tired of the heisman. heisman so the last thing i want to talk about for bowls is you know we've talked about the bowl games that are happening uh between alabama washington oklahoma state oklahoma state ohio state and clemson but there is what they call the new year six mm-hmm. and so you've got the sugar bowl the orange bowl the rose bowl and the cotton bowl the Sugar has a very strange matchup because, I mean, if you think about it, Auburn is in the Sugar Bowl. And for some reason, they can't fall below ranking, being ranked 14th. I don't get that because if Georgia were in the same position, I just don't see us being 14th. We were 10-2 and two and not in the, in, the, in the CFP playoff rankings last year. Right. And I guess that could go to some other kind of conspiracy. Yeah. 
theory or something, but it's, Auburn's I mean, playing. It's a reasonable theory. Oh, I, I, most kids I think most Georgia stupid, fans would subscribe to that. Yeah, I think there's something to it. So they're yeah, playing I Oklahoma. I think yeah. I think and hope Oklahoma just boat races them. Yeah. You can oh, see I, that. Yeah, you can definitely see 100%. that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely I don't know what the line is, but I would right. I would definitely stand behind well, Oklahoma I mean, on that. If Georgia can run for 300 yards <laughs> on yeah. Auburn, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but Georgia, that was a great game, right? I mean, that showcased what we thought we were going to see all season. Right. But if... If they can, imagine what Samadji Piran and, and Nixon are going to do. Yeah. yeah. So are you excited about the Orange Bowl, Florida State, and Michigan? I think that's a fun one. That yeah. is a potentially fun game because those are also two teams who in Michigan, like Florida State, a lot of people thought they were yeah. going to be between them and Clemson for the yeah. national ship, for, for the spot out of the ACC this year. And Michigan, Florida State's a team that, like, while didn't quite get where they wanted to go, there's still, like, tons of talent. And Michigan's a team that has tons of talent. That is, that's what I want out of a game, like, out of these bowl games, is two, like, there's interest in, like, a Western Michigan, Wisconsin, in that small team against bigger teams. Yeah. There's some fun in those. But what you really do want out of those is one of those – these two teams would probably never play each other in any other, any other concept. Right. And there's yeah. not a lot on the line, but there's a ton of talent. This, like, think about this. Compare this game to, say, USC-Penn State. Oh. I bet there's more NFL talent from this game than you'll see in USC-Penn State. Uh, that's yeah, that's game. probably right, but that's just because Penn State is yeah, not yeah, as, as loaded. Right. Um, you, know, you bring up an interesting point, though, and I think probably the thing that most – I'd certainly most Georgia fans will tell you that we're most disappointed in is that we have so many bowl tie-ins with ACC and Big yes. Big Ten teams. If you were to ask me, if you want to get people excited about a bowl game, put the, the eighth SEC team in the Vegas Bowl against against a Pac-12 team. Right. Yeah. I would go to that game anytime at 7-5 and five and, and think I had won gold. <laughs> that's I mean, right. just, and you might very yeah. well win gold. I mean, frankly, that's another reason like Washington and Atlanta is just kind Absolutely. of Absolutely. Yes. Like, that's just something you yes. don't see. They probably right. never played in the state of Georgia yeah. before. Right. And I, I think that's great. Another reason, frankly, to think about going to eight. But, right. You know, yep. but, but, yeah. so, but yeah, what I was about to say, though, yeah. about the, the, I think the, to me, though, you brought up the, to me the most intriguing of the New York Six Bowls, and that's Penn State, Southern yeah. Cal, because it, it and they're in the Rose Bowl. In the Rose Bowl. Okay. And so they'll both be into it. Right. Yeah, they'll absolutely. They'll both, both be into it because it's a big game. It's only the second time Penn State's played in the Rose Bowl since they joined so. the, yeah. the Big Ten, which uh, a lot of people thought when they joined it would be like, this is going to be every occurrence. Yeah. Uh, but And one boy, year they only no, made it because they couldn't play in the championship. Because they couldn't play in the championship, right. yeah. So you have to think. And that no one, I, I would not want to play Southern Cal right now. No, but I really wouldn't want to play, play Penn State right now because they're they're playing they're playing they're, they're very different approaches. Um, but it'll be really interesting. That Penn State game against Wisconsin, I thought Penn State was toast. I thought Wisconsin had that fully controlled. Just that game. turned it around. And then, and to me, that is something that I didn't think we'd see from Franklin. Franklin's always been known as a recruiter. Yeah, and and and, and, a, and a kind of iffy game coach to see him to think of where that team was in September and to see them not only get all the way to five. But but to come back in the Big Ten Championship game like that, like, it's funny. There's a lot of – I talked to Matt Brown, who is a who went to Penn State. He's a big Penn State guy. And there was a big discussion about Penn State fans of whether or not they really wanted to make the playoff mm-hmm. because Penn State against Alabama in – the Peach Bowl is an ugly thing waiting to it happen. Is. Like that's that's not that would not be like I don't think Washington's going to do that great either. But Alabama against Penn State, that would like just talent wise would have yeah. been yeah. really rough. And so now they get the opportunity. USC's got a ton of talent too. But now you get the opportunity. They've got a young team. They've got a team that, that if they can come out in a Rose Bowl win and come out headed into next year, all of a sudden you look at Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State at the top of that side. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Cotton Bowl, not much to say. I mean, maybe Western Michigan rose the boat Row against the boat. Wisconsin. Yeah, the only bummer of that is, like, to me, I, like, I remember when Northern Illinois made it a few years ago, and they got to play Florida State. Florida and, State. And it was, like, really cool. They got killed. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it was, like... like or like we, Houston last year, getting killed by Florida State. Yeah, well, Wait no. a minute, that didn't happen. But, <laughs> but for, like, someone like Western, like, Western Michigan's not making it back to a New York Six Bowl, a New York Day's New York Six Bowl. Well, especially when P.J. Fleck leaves after right. this yeah. year. And so, like, what you want is you want a transcendent opponent. You want... the Boise State Statue of Liberty play. You want to right. come yeah. in and like do something amazing. Western Michigan, I think, has played Wisconsin in like the last five or six years. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel that's the bummer for them. Right. You'd like to see them play a Florida State sure. or someone like Oklahoma. That. Yeah, that's kind of the bummer for them to that. And frankly, uh, I, I I don't think I still would pick Wisconsin in that game. But uh, even if Western Michigan wins, you can't. It's like if Northern Illinois would have beat Florida State in that game, they would God. dine on on that forever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, if Western Michigan again, they can dine on their uh, their undefeated. Season. Season, but they beat a team that's not that exciting right. in the bowl game. Right. 
So I guess speaking of uh, the UP of Michigan and uh, kind of in the northern Midwest, Marquette was down here uh, for basketball. Probably time to talk some college basketball. Yesterday. Yeah. And maybe just spend about five minutes yeah. on your thoughts. I mean, we're five and three now. Yeah. Yeah, five and three. Uh, how many more non-conference games the, the, do they have before uh, they hit SEC? Three, three or four. What was your prediction before the season? You said they needed to win a certain amount of games before they got into the SEC play to be safe. I thought we had to be eight and three with a win over some combination of count Texas, two wins over these three, three or four games, Marquette, Texas, Kansas, and GW. Right. Which have GW to go. Yeah. They've got GW. Yeah. Who is by the way, off to kind of a rough start. So that they are quite as good. Uh, the Marquette win loss was tough. Uh, we can discuss that game a little bit. I didn't think, Georgia did not play great. Marquette could not miss. They could. Right. Marquette I mean, how was, many threes did they hit? Yeah, all of them. They were hot. <laughs> they were hot from the beginning. And Georgia made a couple runs. Turtle had a couple moments. Yes. And uh, there, there were some good things happening there. Marquette was a team that was probably not going to lose that game. They were just hot. But I also that doesn't mean that Georgia didn't have things they needed to work on. Well, the thing that frustrated me is that Marquette has uh, – they have a, a transfer from Southern Cal, Caton uh, uh, Reinhardt. And he, he – was third on the team in shots taken coming to this game. He was eighth on the team in field goal percentage, mm-hmm. uh, including a 25% from the three. In my opinion, we didn't do enough to force him to take threes early. Uh, he, he's, their, he's their first guy off the bench. He's their sixth player. I felt like we did a little, we didn't guard on the perimeter nearly as well as we needed to, especially after they got hot. But, you know, Luke Fisher is such a, a presence underneath. I certainly understand why you don't want to let them beat you down low. But I felt at some point we should have adjusted a little more. And we did we did uh, in the middle of the second half when we went on that run. Yeah. But then once we went on the run, it felt like, once again, we took a timeout, a time that felt weird. Yeah. Um, that kind of, uh, you know. They stopped the run. They scored eight straight points after that. Right, right. <laughs> we, we took a timeout yeah. um, in, a, in a place where um, we – we probably had a little bit of the momentum, and I understand why Fox wanted to change his lineup. I, I really do get that, but it it also gave Wojcikowski a chance to kind of reassess what had happened. Um, and did he pound the floor at all? No, he did not. Pound he it. did not okay. pound the floor. And Christian, and Christian Lander didn't show up and step on anybody, so it's a win. <laughs> um, you know, that's uh, uh, you it's know. a tough loss. It's man. a tough it's loss. A, it's a tough I mean, loss. I mean, you basically you hope you hope Marquette turns out to be better in the yeah. Big East than. Than they're predicted to finish, which is a bubble team. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia still should win the rest of its non-conference games. Not kind of Texas. We'll see what happens yep. in that game. Yep. But heading into, they should not. If they lose another game, getting into conference play, we have serious, serious problems. Yeah. But right now, you're looking at them to win the rest of the games. Uh, that's not conference. To me, the issue is no one in the SEC is really jumping out right now right. as that next challenge. Maybe South Carolina. South Carolina, but they haven't really played anybody. Uh, Kentucky, well, Michigan. They Michigan, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan was okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kentucky lost. Uh, at home to UCLA, who looks a lot better than we Ooh, thought. But, yeah. like, this doesn't look like, you know, it's funny. I was thinking mm-hmm. even while I watched that Kentucky-UCLA game that the biggest moment really since I've gotten here and been the season ticket holder for Georgia it's basketball a loss. was the loss to Kentucky. And the reason that the game was so much was not so much that they just played Kentucky so tough, but they played an undefeated in February Kentucky. So right. right. And now that is off the table. And Kentucky's probably not going to be number one for a while because if, even if they, they, they win the rest of their games heading in the SEC, there's not like going to be a big marquee win for, SEC, for Kentucky to get back in. So that's the fear. I feel like now that loss to Mark can't think of it this way. That puts Georgia in a position where they either need to upset Kentucky in one of those games, or they need to finish second, no lower than second or third. Yeah, and, prob- and not just finish second. Probably need to go thirteen and five. Yeah, at the and, minimum. And beat Texas. <laughs> and that's tough. Right. That that's is tough. tough. Right. That's I mean, tough. but you know, and the talent's got- there. Listen, this is not yeah. a, a, a great league. But to me, the problem with a game like that is if you Marquette was so hot, they were going to beat a lot of teams that yeah. day. But that's. That's exactly what like people. One of the things that we talked touched on this earlier with the idea of college basketball. People are like, I only need to watch college basketball during the NCAA tournament. Right. But what's funny is you're missing a lot of good basketball. College basketball is never more important than November and December, right? Because they can look at league records and just figure out figure out from there. It's when they go back and be like, Hey, wow, Marquette won at Georgia. Those are both potential yeah. bubble teams. Illinois just had this with VCU last week and with North Carolina State. They won those two games against teams that they might be on the bubble, but they lost to Florida State, another right. team that might be in the double with. That's that's what makes the difference. When you get to the bubble, and right now Georgia, that Georgia Washington win does not look that great right now. It feels like they're going to have. They need Texas to win a lot, and they need to beat Texas, and they need to get really hot in the SEC. It, that loss was very damaging. That was a hard. That was a. Hard, that was a hard game. It's going to be a hard game to make up for uh, in March. Yeah. 
can we end this on a lighter note? Is can you think of anything? Listen, I'm excited about the bowl game. We're going to talk about the bowl game. I'm I'm elated for that. I agree. I'm fired up about the bowl game. It's interesting to have a different opponent. Uh, I I think that's our only – well, the heart of Texas Bowl. The Texas Bowl is also a Big 12 matchup, right? So that's one of our two Big 12 matchups. Um, And, you know, I don't (laughs) – I, I don't want to sound like, you know, yay for the extra practices, but it's important. We have a brand new coach. We have a brand new coaching staff. We have a lot of freshmen playing. We have a lot of young players playing, and it's important for for the team to get those practices in and have the opportunity. You know, it, it will be. It's also important to see how well. Kirby and the coaching staff can motivate them after all the blah 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 people are out there saying because those players are hearing this. Sure. Whether whether we want to pretend like they shouldn't or not, yeah, maybe they shouldn't, but they do. It's important for us as a program to to show up at the Liberty Bowl and play play our best game. Right. Whether and I think we should do that every game, but one of the the biggest challenges Kirby Smart has as a football coach will come taking a 7-5 team to Memphis to play in a bowl game that the fan base is not that jazzed about. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, on that note, we will uh, wrap it up here, I guess. But yeah. we are still here at Tailgate Georgia. I mean, not that we were walking and talking the whole yeah, time. This is not right? the last thing. <laughs> this is not like like we were doing that. But Tommy, I, but I do want to I do want to thank Casey. I want to thank you Shan- you Chantel. 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 Yes. I got it right. I got it right. We, y'all really need to come by here. I think it'll. I mean, my my initial reaction was like, oh wow, yeah. when I walked in here, and I'm that's I'm not trying to over exaggerate. I was honored to I mean, too. It made me feel like special. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank so, you. You made me feel special for the first time, literally in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> that's not your fault. There we that's, go. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that was that was more of a showstopper than I meant it to be. Uh, anyway, this place is great. Everybody come by, and uh, we'll do another show uh, to preview the bowl game. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Come to Tokyo, Georgia. You give us a go dogs. Go dogs. Boys. Go dogs. All right, we'll see if that makes the final edit. <laughs> yeah. Cut. Let's hope so. And thanks so much for listening. Right now is typically when I invite you to tweet our show at WSLS Podcast and leave us an iTunes rating. That request still stands. But another request, after two years, we finally decided to jump on Facebook. We kind of heard it was a thing and some kind of popular social media platform. (laughs) So you can simply go to Facebook.com slash WSLS Podcast to like our page. We would appreciate that. And on it, you'll find a video that I made touting our visit to tailgate georgia which will help you understand why we were so excited to record our episode there and of course i'll make all of the waiting since last saturday podcast and the tailgate georgia social links available in the show notes page of this episode special thanks again goes out to casey and Chantel for being such gracious hosts to us we will be back later next week and perhaps dive a little bit deeper on the liberty bowl matchup versus the horn frogs of tcu until then have a great rest of your week Go dogs and hope to see y'all on campus very soon. Take care.